number three of the program, Joe Michael Show, continuing on. By the way, coming out of betonline.ag, the tournament favorite to win it all. Who do you think it is now, Ben? The tournament favorite to win it all. Well, it's got to be Kansas now. No. Houston. Well, I guess because they already won. Yeah. Houston. I was... I. It, a little interesting. A little, little interesting. But Houston is the uh, is the team to beat. Didn't know that. Found it rather interesting that they suddenly. And again, yes, you're right. It's because um, they've already won. But Houston, they say uh, Houston Villanova, uh, or excuse me, Houston then Duke, then Kansas, Purdue, Villanova, UCLA, Arkansas. North Carolina, Providence, Iowa State, uh, and on down from there. But, yeah, Houston, they say. I don't know what I'll do if Duke wins. Is it is it is it going to bother you that much? I, last night bothered me enough. Video of Coach K <laughs> talking to the ref. with They were down one, Bill, with eight minutes left, and there's a video coming out of the ad. He's talking yeah. to the ref. He's smiling. He's laughing. Then right after that, Duke scores 13 straight points. Like, what the hell's going on? It, it happens every time. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you hate Mike Krzyzewski. I don't hate him. I just... Uh, I, you know, it's funny because you started talking. It is just as you started talking about the... And I could feel the venom. Suddenly, Coach K pops up on the screen here in front of me. Last night's presser. And he's smiling and he's rubbing his face. And then he's, you know, kind of waving his hands and explaining things. And then he goes back to rubbing his face. And just as you continued to say that, he kind of rubbed his chin and he was smiling and he was rubbing his forehead and then he was smiling. And I'm thinking it's like he's listening to you. Just keep talking, kid. Keep talking. Keep talking, kid. (laughs) Everyone's talking about him like he's the best person of all time. So, yeah, people forget that after they beat Oregon, he started to coach guys on the other team about what they should be doing to be better sports against his team. It's unbelievable. Can't stand him. Texas Tech should have won that game. Yeah. Well, uh, Duke played a much better game in the second half. Texas Tech was strong. The only the problem was they only lasted a half. That was that was Texas Tech's problem. Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, hit us up, by all means, do so. Uh, <laughs> you see what I mean? Uh, I just saw. What, I just saw what you sent me. So, in other words, Mike Shishovsky has the officials in his back pocket too. Bill, they're ten minutes into the half, and Duke had one foul called against it. One foul. Yeah. Yeah. That is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, well, um, but Texas Tech got away with a couple of that they showed, a couple of fouls. The one on the dribble drive uh, late in the second half, the dribble drive down through the lane, clearly an arm across the face, rather, and it wasn't called for it, and it was rather than a block. And Texas Tech wasn't called for it. I mean, you can pretty much do that in every game, though. I'm not. I'm not going to get into the weeds there. Boy, I tell you what, that Arkansas game was poorly officiated. Guy steps out of bounds, kicks it out for a three. 
Did you see that? Oh, brutal. And they pretty that much fouled out game. Chet Holmgren. They took away Gonzaga's yeah. best player. Yep. 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 But uh, but that was a brutal game. Holy moly. Yeah, that last foul from Holmgren, his, that was a debatable one because you can leave your feet as long as you're going straight up. And the uh, the offensive player initiates the contact, and that's exactly what happened, and Holmgren still got called for the foul. I agree with you. I don't know if that is bothering <laughs> me more today or Michigan newspapers applauding Jawan Howard for reaching the Sweet 16. Yeah, I, that that bothers me. Yeah, it bothers me. There's literally a headline that reads, Michigan basketball restored its reputation with its NCAA tournament run to the Sweet 16. It's like, yeah, because when they did the handshake line and Jay Wright patted Juwan Howard on the back, no one fought. Right. If you're talking nobody, about yeah, that nobody reputation. Got argument. <laughs> Good God. We, we have legitimate teams to dislike now. I look, I agree. I, I think, Duke, there are times when Shashevsky, don't forget, Shashevsky came out of the Bobby Knight camp. Shashevsky just does it with a, a a much higher level of class, okay? But he was a Bobby Knight guy. And he takes every advantage. You know, but you can't deny that every coach does it. Every coach tries to woo over, talk friendly to officials and what have you. It's just Coach K's got a different level of respect. It, it you, yeah, I give the guy credit for the way he goes about his business. And the fact that he's got all those wins and the, the level of success that he's had uh, over a sustained period of time, that can't be denied. And plus, he's the guy you love to hate because you'd love to have him with your program. You wish that he would have landed in Wisconsin. But I agree with you. He's the, he's kind of like Bill Belichick. You either love him or hate him. And if you hate him, you hate him mainly because he's a jag and because of his success. But he's a jag because of his success. Same way I can't stand Popovich. Popovich is a great coach. He's a total ass. Total ass. I mean, it's it's not even like a, a question. If there was ever just a trophy with nothing but an ass on it, it would then have his face coming out of the crack. Popovich is a total ass uh, when it comes to dealing with the media. But when it comes to charitable events and things that he's done away from the court, I hate it, but I like the guy. Bill Belichick's kind of the same way. Guys you love to hate. That, no. Please, no. Please, everyone be quiet. That, that, no. <laughs> oh. I will always have the moment that North Carolina beat Duke on Coach K's last home game. And then right. everyone, is, he comes out to talk to the crowd and they're all talking. He goes, no, be quiet. I want to give a speech. And everyone's like, dude, right. you just got blown out. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that reminded me of, if you've ever seen the uh, show The Big Bang Theory, there's one where they have, they go to the comic book store dressed up and they win the comic book store costume contest on New Year's Eve. And as Sheldon is going to the microphone trying to speak, they're counting down to New Year's Eve, 10, 9, and he's yelling, shut up, I got a speech, Dagnabbit, 8, 7, and he's not talking. And that's what it looked like. That was that awkward moment where Coach K, his last entry in the Camden Cameron Indoor as the head coach at Duke, and nobody gives a damn. Please, Please. be quiet. Yeah, stop. Stop talking. Please, stop talking. I have success, damn it.
Just stop. There's also the storyline that he he said, I feel sorry for all the distraction that's been on my team. It's, uh, you know, it's really been out of their control. I I feel bad that they've had to go through so much and all this media hype around this season. It's like, dude, you held a press conference in the offseason where you played Cascada walking in and then you made a whole retirement tour. Obviously, there's going to be pressure on your team. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. No, I... (laughs) I agree. Oh, I agree. Uh, by the way, the lineup today for the Brewers, Wong, Adamas, Yelich, McCutcheon, Telez, Renfro, Severino, Taylor, Brousseau, and then Peralta on the hill. Just an FYI. That is a, a 310 central time game today for the Brewers and the A's. Um... Mike says uh, Gonzaga should file a formal complaint with the NCAA. The officiating could not have been uh, that bad by accident. Even the announcers pointed out the uh, many bad calls. Yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. I did not. I could not get over it. When you have a guy, an official on the baseline, clearly watch a guy step out of bounds only to come back with the ball only to come back inbounds and kick it out and then hit a three, which was almost a pivot point in that game. That was, I mean, even like, like you said, even the announcing, uh, what was it? Uh, who, who was, uh, oh God, who was on that call? Jim Nance. Was it Jim Nance? I think it was. I, I was so. trying to figure out if that was the Jim. I was flipping back and forth between everything. And I was flipping over to the Bucks game at the same time too. Uh, but I think it was Jim. They pointed it out and said, Oh yeah, boy, that, that's obvious. You know, and it was almost embarrassing. It was almost like, well, should we even point this out? Because it's such a horrific thing. You know, it's such an obvious call that maybe we're going to get in trouble with the NCAA. But it was it was bad. I agree. It was bad. It was a bad, uh, bad deal. Uh, Amy says, I agree with you. Coach K seems smarmy to me. Right on, Ben. <laughs> Got Amy agreeing with you. Smarmy. S-M-A-R-M-Y. Smarmy. Um, what else do we have here? Got a lot of stuff flying up. Uh, we already talked about the Brewers stuff. If you want to continue on that, we can. Um, what else do we have? Uh, oh, got a lot of draft questions. You know, um, we're going to get our guys from our lads draft services back on. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll sit down and talk to draft here in the next coming week or two. Um, Dan Shonka is such a great guy and a wealth of knowledge. And we'll get the Arlad Draft Guide guys on with us, and we'll talk with that and Pro Football Focus Drafters, and we'll talk a lot about the draft. I, I it's just we're not even into April. We're not even we haven't even had opening day yet, you know. Now, granted, we're we're less than two weeks away from opening day, but we're not even into April. April's not even until next Friday. So, we, and then we got another month leading up to that. So it's not that I want to ignore it because we've already talked about some of the names that are going to be there, but. I just I I don't open my draft guide and get that deep into it until really next week or the week first week of April. And then I promise you we're gonna get into it. Promise you. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hey, uh speaking of uh promising you and paying people off, uh not that they're doing it in an illegal way, but in uh, a legal way, our our friends from Quick Trip. Quick Trip is looking to hire right now. They're looking for good people, and they're looking for uh, people that are, one, willing to work, and two, obviously, 
truck drivers, Class A, CDL. They're looking for grocery drivers who can make mid-90s. They're looking for uh, drivers who can deliver fuel to make over 100 grand a year, plus signing bonus, sign-on bonus. So they're looking for a lot of quality people right now. And Quick Trip is just so fantastic. Uh, we, every chance I get when I'm on the road, that's usually where I go. And the funny thing is I, don't, I go there for not only gas, but I go there for meals, whether it's the take-home meals or just good food. Um, Quick Trip has got it going on. And I even get the snack packs there, the, the healthy protein snack packs. So many good things going on at Quick Trip. But if you're looking uh, as a CDL Class A driver and you want to stay home, you want to just drive during the day and come home at night, that's what you can do. Uh, that's our friends from Quick Trip. Get a hold of them. Just go to quicktrip.com and uh, go to their uh, go to the link to uh, find yourself a, uh, a a job and you can sign up right then and there. But they're looking for really good quality people right now over at Quick Trip. Uh let's do this. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael show. It's all coming up coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Deshaun Watson is uh, right now, they're carrying this thing live uh, as he is in Berea, Ohio, in Cleveland. And uh, he is, I give him credit, he's taking questions from the media. Um, He did say that everything that's been alleged against him, he said, I never done the things that these people are alleging, and I'm going to keep fighting to clear my name. Uh, He did say that uh, he felt that the Browns were the best fit for him from a football standpoint and a community standpoint. And the Darren Rovell immediately said then he said that after seeing the money that they're willing to pay him and the guaranteed money and contract and such. But uh, Deshaun Watson, um, two reporters, he said, I understand these allegations are serious. I never assaulted any women. I've never disrespected any women. Uh, I was raised uh, to be a genuine person and to respect everyone around me. I've never done these things that people are alleging. So he is taking questions. I mean, that's. I give him credit. I, you knew he'd have to step up and, and talk about something in regards to this. Uh, very much a brown suit, white shirt, orange tie, Cleveland brown, orange helmet tie. Uh, he has been prepped extremely well. What I was listening to during the break, he's been he's been prepped extremely well, extremely well. Um. So um. You know, that being said, he is fielding questions. He just stands firm in saying that I didn't do this. I'm going to continue to fight. Now, for those that didn't know, yesterday, the uh, second grand jury that was seated to hear evidence against him uh, did not bill an indictment. They did not indict to have him arrested and to move it forward. Uh, So that's two different grand juries now that said, no, there's not enough evidence here. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just means that there's not enough evidence there to move forward with charges and then take it to a, a, a trial. So the uh, both district attorneys uh, down in the Houston area have decided not to file charges. Doesn't mean the 22 counts of sexual assault and lawsuits aren't going to move forward, but it just may, basically means he's not going to go to jail over this. 
unless something else comes out that we are unaware of. They did hold the right to represent to the grand jury at a later date in both cases, but as of right now, nothing else has come forward. 877-1670-877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Uh, John says, talking about the NCAA tournament games, uh, too much money being bet on the games not to raise an eyebrow on bad officiating. It's, it's, you're right. I agree with that. Especially now with the influx of DraftKings, online betting, uh, hell, even the NBA is trying to put, you know, kiosks inside arenas to accept bets at any point in time in the game. So betting has become a staple. And so it used to be, you know, we all played the football cards when we were young. And you'd go pick 10 games and, you you know, if you got 10 correct or you played an elimination pool or whatever it was, there was some fantasy football early and it was done, you know, as it still is today with, you know, a bunch of guys gathering at a bar and then drafting your, you know, your people and then everybody playing for money. And, and we all know that now it's organized. Now there's computer programs that are built for it and. Like I said, you know, you can pretty much go to bet online, you can go to DraftKings, you go to all these different places and and find betting everywhere now. And you you would be naive to think that it is 100% kept out of and not leaked into officiating or game, you know, game fairness itself. You'd be crazy. 877-867-1670, Um John says if money's involved, there's always going to be a factor of the games being rigged. So do we look at any game that has a bad call as a game that where officials are on the take? We know there have been point-shaving scandals. We understand that. The only time that we ever genuinely found out about officials making a difference for money was the Tim Donahue scandal in the NBA, which was so ironic because it came just on the heels of of David Stern, the then commissioner, in that, I always said he reminded me of the Joker in Batman, in that smirky way saying, are you kidding me? Basically being just a jag in saying that there's no corruption in my sport, you know, as if he was some kind of basketball god, and then only to find out that there was. I think a lot of that was kind of brushed under the uh, under the rug, to be honest with you. I think there was more to it than that, but we'll never know. Because it, you don't get one guy to go rogue. You just don't. Not usually. It starts somewhere, you know. And then kind of builds. But, I, you know, I mean, you got to assume that there's, until it's proven to be dirty, you can't just assume it is. But I think you'd be blind to say you can't look for obvious factors. Because otherwise you're just walking through life completely dumb and stupid. Because you're not looking for impropriety. Um, right. Yeah. If I had that kind of money, I'd buy some officials. I do that. I try to work it. 
Um, John says, do you believe that the, the theory of Stern suspended Jordan that one season because he, quote, left for baseball? I believe there was a lot below the surface and something else went on. We will never know what happened in regards to Jordan and his dad. We will never know. And the death of it, the murder of his father, we will never know. I think my personal opinion is that the rumors of Jordan betting on basketball, his bets, knowing what we know about Jordan now and the competitiveness, I think anybody that has any legitimate story now we don't know for sure we don't know for sure but I think there was I, I still think that the Bucks got screwed because the NBA did not want the Bucks in the finals against Shaq and Kobe they wanted Allen Iverson in the finals against Shaq and Kobe so when they pull Scotty Williams was playing these these grunt, kick-ass minutes in that Eastern Conference Finals and was really kind of that heart guy, that that X-factor guy. And when they pulled him off the plane and suspended him, I, that right there told me that, that was they were doing anything they can to ensure the fact that – and Ray Allen got a couple of fouls in that game that I thought, there's no way, this is a joke – because not much of anything was being called on Allen Iverson, who was just plowing over people. And they were continually calling the blocking fouls against uh, against the Bucks. I thought the NBA does not want Little Milwaukee in an NBA Finals. They don't want it. They want Philly and Iverson and big name, and they want L.A. and Kobe and Shaq, and that's what they got. So do I think that something else was lurking below the surface in regards to Jordan? Yes. Yes, I do. Now, that's my opinion. I have nothing to base it on. No proof of any kind. The only thing I can say in defense of Jordan would be he had already kind of had it with the organization at that point, with all the crap. If you watched The Last Dance, he had already had it with the organization at that point. He was already angry with some of the things that were going on. But if you watch The Last Dance and then read into the end of Phil Jackson, Michael had his back. I can't believe Michael would leave to then come back. Because Phil was his guy. Doug Collins was his guy. I can't believe that he would have just bailed on those guys after the death of his father to just say, I get a hell with it, you know? And then to turn to baseball. Of all things. He stayed competitive. He kept stayed in Chicago. He was a great story. You know, I get all of that. But, I, no, I believe there was something. I believe there was more to it than that. Uh, John says, bad calls happen. And even the mob guy says they usually don't fix games. They do slant the playing field. Yeah, they, they, they don't fix games. It's It's not... It's not the old mob days, man, where they're going to come in and kill people and families are being held at gunpoint at home while guys are going off to play games and throw games. They, no, that's, that's you know, eh, they'll, 
They like shaving points. It's 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 not an obvious bet. They don't like fixing the game. This is not eight men out. They don't like fixing the game. It becomes too obvious. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. So that's just my take. I mean, you know, I don't have anything really to base it on other than just, you know, gut feeling, I guess, might be a, a way to go. Hey, our friends over at New Mel Medical, uh, trying, trying to do anything and everything they can to help guys with ED, uh, erectile dysfunction all around the state and uh, across the borders as well. So all you got to do is call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Whether it's ED, they've got a 98% success rate right there. Because I hear ads for other companies all over the place. And they always say, we're not this, we're not that. They're not new mail. New mails are the original. They've been doing it and innovatively doing it for a long time. And they're the best at it. And they work with low testosterone. They work with, with weight loss management, supplements, everything. What they, they set it up. The medical experts there, Doc Tim and the gang, doctor, doctor, they set it up just for you. All you got to do is call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the Numel Medical Center. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. How are we looking? Enjoying the day. It's got uh, we had sun, sun out a little while ago. Back to rain. And I guess they're saying the possibility of like some snowflakes, but you know, is what it is. It's that time of year, man. We're going to get it. One minute it's 70 and sunny, and the next minute you got snow and rain and blech. And, you know, how many times have we seen uh, the flowers bloom for Mother's Day only to see snow on top of that? So, eh, welcome to uh, welcome to springtime in Wisconsin for those of you just entering the state. Uh, John says the NFL does instruct referees to look for certain players and certain calls each week in regards to games being fixed. Um, which this is coming off of the topic of, you know, talking about the NCAA and some of the calls last night that were just terribly egregious. Uh, I, I think the majority of games are officiated by good people who try to do their best and try to do the best they can. And they're human beings that can get caught up in the moment. I think uh, the automation that is trying to be introduced is wrong. I think part of the charm of the game is the call. You don't want the officiating or umpiring to be a part of the game, but it, it is. And I think that's part of the charm of the game, the romance of the game. It creates, you don't want speculation or the specter of impropriety, but I think we are human beings and we love the argument as much as I think baseball went overboard with this. It should have been fair or foul outer safe. That's it. This whole thing about everything else and, and, you know, standing at the top of the stairs and waiting for a yell from down in the dugout, down the clubhouse tunnel. And it, it it's, it's mind numbing. It, it's just gotten way too out of hand. And I, I would I would guess, and maybe I should have put a poll question up, but does instant replay 
Uh, no, no. I, I should basically do it this way. Should sports do away with instant replay, even if it means your team has a ruling negatively go against them? Should teams get rid of replay? Should sports get rid of replay? I, I think in football it's tough. Uh, I think football should be used for inbounds, out-of-bounds. Uh, I don't think we should be going back over and over and over and over and over again and watching it frame by frame to see if it's a catch or not. I don't think we should be looking for other things. You know? Um, I just don't. Now, uh, Chris says we are human, and that's why there is instant replay. I think instant replay, while it serves its purpose to a certain extent, I agree with you, but I really believe instant replay in all sports has become a crutch for officials because they, they, they're instructed now not to make the call, but to rather let the play play out and then go back and look at instant replay. So it also diminishes the skill of those that are on the field actually officiating the games. Um, but I also think it takes out the element of, of, of human. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm in the majority or minority here. I, I don't know. But there is a certain element that we lose. There's a, you know, there's a certain argumentativeness that we lose. And I just, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of stopping play continuously to take a look over and over and over again at different plays. I mean, part of the broadcast teams now, as we all know, are official, uh, officials, former officials. Here's my ruling, and I, I have no idea where the hell that comes from because here's the way I get it. And these are guys that are being paid not only to be officials in the booth, but we're paid officials on the field high in their business, and they're wrong. And they're wrong. How many times have, let's go to Gene Salvatore, okay, and they go to him, and he's like, well, this is what it is. This is the way the rule reads. And then they come back and they go, nope, that's not it. I mean, that's part of the problem. Uh, John says, absolutely not. What they need to do is and it's doable, is do it in the, the real time. They're not fixing the problem because they don't want to fix it. And, and John, you are a million percent correct, especially with baseball. I, I think baseball, this whole thing, going to the top of the stairs as, an, as a manager and waiting for somebody down the hall to yell to you is ridiculous. What I've always said, it's easily fixable, the whole managerial aspect of this. In stopping of play, if it's a play that needs to be looked at, there should be one person upstairs in the booth sitting by himself with instant replay in front of him. He should then have a buzzer. It should be in his hand. And almost like the uh, the Jeopardy buzzer where you got the little stick with the plunger on the top, the little thumb thing, you just you push it down, that's it. And that then sends a signal down to the umpire or a light lights up in center field, and you can the umpire can see it. The light pops on. This play is being under review. And then you give him a minute. He grabs the headset. The home plate umpire listens. The, uh, the guy upstairs says, this is what it is. 
and then play continues. That way you don't have guys standing at the top of the stairs and umpires slowly wiping off home plate, looking at the looking at the 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 manager. Are you going to say anything? No. Are we good? Uh, okay. And then he's adjusting his mask, and guys are grabbing their crotch, and he's spitting, and he's looking at the ball boy for more balls. It's just get, get on with it already, you know? <laughs> John says, and then if they do make the wrong call, they get their hands chopped off. I like that. I like that. Pain. If you screw it up, pain. But then who determines if they screw it up? A bar full of drunk Americans. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. That's what instant replay really should go to. Yeah, Get New Re- York out of re- here. Just go to Omaha, Nebraska and see what people you know, in the bar there feel. This is the way I would do it is there is 100 million people that have buzzers. And you're sitting in a bar or wherever it is. When it, when it pops up, you have 10 seconds to hit your buzzer. Safer out, fair or foul, whatever. And you tap it. The majority rules. I'd give it like you know? 12 seconds so they can argue a little bit. Yeah, because then the then the the drunken fans who are rooting for one team, Shishevsky would never get a call because the well, only people that are rooting for him are in North Car- or in uh, Durham, Carolina. Some That's would it. say that would work well. Yes, Shishevsky would be the uh, benefactor of a lot of angst and anger, for sure. Sean says, better yet, a beheading on the field. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! People are out for blood, man. I do Passionate kind of, about it. I do kind of agree with your sentiment, though, because a catch is different slow-mo than it is in real time, as right. is in basketball. Like, the whole thing with the out-of-bounds stuff, it's like if I hit the ball out of your ho- out of your hands, it goes out of bounds, it's off me. But if it grazes your fingertip on the way off the hands, I, mm-hmm. I'm infuriated by when they change those calls. Right. Yep. I, I I agree. And it, it's just the time that it takes. Just make the damn call. And what really bothers you is you can see it and it's so obvious. Why are we why are we taking up five minutes of dead air waiting for somebody to go, yeah, is that what you see? Yeah, okay, that's good. You know, it's like the guy, it's like the instant replay guys down the hall pooping and they're screaming at him, going, Hey, we got one, you know, and then he finally comes running down the hall and we all know it and we've seen it and just put somebody in each stadium, let them go, let them go. Or two guys that can, you know, that are officials, one from each team or something, a guy that travels with the team, who knows? It is what it is. And then if they got to go to New York, then go to New York. Otherwise just make the damn call. It's easy. It's easy to do. Uh, 877-867-1670. Good friends over at Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. I've been pimping them for a long time. They're really good people. They're veterans. Great sauces, great rubs. Get a hold of our friends at BurnPitBBQ.com. Also, if you're in the market for a new or a used, or maybe you want to trade one in or put it on consignment, our friends at Cunis RV. They're Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer. Go to CunisRV.com, K-U-N-E-S. Go to CunisRV.com. I go to the one down in Elkhorn, see Scott Remmer and the gang down there. Scott's a good dude, man. Good dude. They're the ones that housed our big unit cruiser from last year. Uh, working with them on getting one for this year. So we're looking forward to that. But if you're looking for a, a motorhome, a fifth wheel, a travel, Trevor, camper van, whatever it happens to be, go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, Cunis RV. 
cunisrv.com. That is cunisrv.com. Hit them up. Uh, we're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friday. Loving it today. Feeling it today. Hey, our friend Gina Della from Pella. Um, at this point in time, usually I do the uh, Pella Windows and Doors live read. Uh, and they're great. I mean, the, the windows are great. The choices are great. Uh, you know, everything from the fiberglass to the impervia, the vinyl, the wood, three different types, all that stuff. They have huge choices. Great financing available right now through the end of the month. And by the way, the end of the month is next is next week. So, Get it done. Go, go to 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA, P-E-L-L-A-W-I. But if you've ever wanted to meet uh, Gina Della from Pella because you hear the voice, if you've ever wanted to meet, talk with, say hello to uh, Gina and I, Gina, this uh, special spaces is, is she introduced me to this uh, about a month ago, this charity that we're going to be uh, celebrity bartending tonight for out at Albanese's Roadhouse in in uh in Brookfield slash Waukesha on Blue Mountain Road. But this is really near and dear to her heart. And it's a great charity, uh, building these theme bedrooms for kids with cancer, giving them a, a terrific respite and their own space, which is why it's called special spaces for these kids that are going through chemo and radiation and treatments and such. And uh, it, it's just, it's such a cool charity. So hopefully tonight you get a chance to come out and not just say hello to me and, and maybe grab yourself a beverage, but uh, say hi to Gina and uh, and kind of appreciate a company that not only, you know, has a terrific product, but a company that is giving back to the community. I'm big into that, big into that, which is a, another reason that a lot of our sponsors do so many great things charitable-wise. And I wish I could mention them all. Unfortunately, I don't even have enough time. I'd have to do a whole show just on that. But uh, stop on out tonight, and Gina Della from Pella is going to be there. We're going to have a lot of fun, but that's coming up later this evening. Uh, out at uh, Albanese's Roadhouse. So look at it. Uh, come on out and enjoy and, and have a good time tonight. 877-867-1670. By the way, GoPack, uh, glad, glad you had a good time last night. Said hi to the, uh, the 13-year-old granddaughter. Uh, and I think it was Elise, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Elise. Uh, but they sent me pictures last night from the game, and you heard it uh, here on the program yesterday. But they got the ring yesterday. They did, they did get in early uh, and got the ring yesterday. She did bring a sign that said, all I want for my birthday is to meet Giannis uh, and probably didn't get a chance to meet Giannis but uh, because he wasn't even in the lineup last night. But they she did get a ring. That's pretty cool for a birthday gift, man. That, that's, that's a way to go right there. Granddad loves it. There you go. Um, Mike says, did you hear all of the Deshaun Watson press conference? It went on for about an hour. He comes off as a guy hiding, but claiming, proclaiming his innocence. I, I didn't, Mike, it's going on during the show. I, I was listening to snippets of it when we would go to commercial break. I, I, I will go back and listen to it, but I have not had a chance to hear it. For those that did, you can kind of fill me in as to what, um, you know, what, what was stated, but I have not had a chance to to check that out. So my apologies. 
My apologies. Um, 877-867-1670. Uh, did he really say that, Ben? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it tweeted out a couple times. Really? That's a, yeah, that's a tough way to put it. I'll let you say it. I I thought okay. it'd be better as a message and then, you know. Um, tell me, because I see what uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out. Tell me what he said, though. He said, a- Aaron Wilson, NFL, who's been tweeting out a lot of the quotes, said that Deshaun Watson said, quote, I've always been hands-on in the community of Houston. <laughs> Just, oh my goodness oh my goodness always been hands on yeah that's probably that was the one area he was not coached up in I what I what little I heard he sounded coached up he 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 tried to sound sincere I give him credit like I said I'm not knocking a guy because it's not like he's gonna come out and go you know what I didn't do blank, you know, I mean, just and let it all hang out. I mean, he was very, very good, very articulate, very mild-mannered, didn't go over too high, didn't get too low. It's exactly what you coach a guy to do. Tried to be personable. Uh, at times, looked right into the camera, you know, as if he's talking to, you know, whether it was the reporter or America. So I they they coached him up well before this presser today. But if he's, he said, I've always been a hands-on in the community of Houston. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But others, uh, and, and again, I saw two-minute snippets here and there. So please do not allow me to judge the totality of the press conference by the two-minute snippets that I saw for others that were watching. Because um, I, I saw our buddy Rudy Reyes say the Browns doing Browns things botched presser. So I don't know what specifically was said beyond that um, to draw that reaction. So, again, don't allow me and my little tiny, you know, tiny snippet of what I I had a chance to see become the judge and jury and whether or not it was a good or a bad or a mediocre or whatever press conference. Um, Mark says he can't get out of his own way. I don't know if it – Mark, I don't know if you mean – because of what we just said, that he said he was hands-on, or because you saw the presser. But regardless, um, don't let me uh, you know skew your your balance in that area. Uh, this is a crypto giver who says uh, he seemed he seemed slimy, came off as insincere. Gabby says and can't believe a word he says. He's getting paid to do it. Biggest contract in NFL history. I just picture him over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? Well, you know, but Jared Goff was making the same amount of money as Aaron Rodgers, too. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Talent-wise, it doesn't it doesn't play, but I get what you're saying. Um, uh, Jimmy and D. Haslam were not there to answer questions in person, which is ridiculous. This is according to Judy Batista. I know they will do a Zoom. It's not the same, given how huge this transaction is and how serious the questions surrounding it are. If they couldn't make it in person today, wait until they can. So they want to do... The owners want to do a Zoom. And they don't want to answer questions. In other words, we're going to cut you off when we want to cut you off. Or they can plant questions in a Zoom call 
and have it answered on their terms, which is another another problem with Zoom, to be quite honest with you. Um, we got another hour yet to go. You, me, all kinds of chat. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.